Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show. Coming to you not quite live from multiple locations throughout the great northeast region of these United States of America. Uh, with me as always, Ryan Q. Ryan, what's up, buddy? How you doing? How's it going? Another week. I'm still recovering from uh, last weekend, but, you know. Oh, last weekend. Yeah, funny you should bring that up. <laughs> so uh, we had we had an in-person uh, on the weekend. It was a little crazy. We didn't we weren't fully synced up for the weekend, but uh, uh, we did get a chance to uh, run into each other on Thursday. You know, I'll I'll start it off. So I was just basically thinking, you know, my one of my days off is Thursday. So I wanted to get some content and I figured I would get to three inland or bayfront hotels, or casinos uh, as far as some footage. And that worked out because I did the Borgata, I did the uh, Harris Resort, and I did the Golden Nugget. Ryan, you were uh, you had a, a little trip to AC booked at the Golden Nugget, didn't you? Yeah, I like to go down at least once a summer. I mean, I try to go twice, and I think this is the only yeah the only time I could go down this summer. And it's always a great or better scene in my opinion, you know, in the summer, whether you're on the boardwalk or not, you know, it's just nice out whatever pool, you know, outdoor pool or rooftop there is to, to frequent. So I, I, uh, I went down for a long weekend and yeah, I was at golden nugget. Actually, I, I really do enjoy staying there, but, uh, it's a little rough around the edges. And, uh, anyway, I was glad I got to run into you and, and honestly, that's probably the most time we've spent together. In, in at least one sitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was great. I mean, we got to, got to hang out and, and, uh, we got it. Yeah. It, things got a little crazy, but, uh, as if I didn't expect that to happen. So, well, well, as they will. Yeah. Just to paint the quick picture. I mean, first of all, did you know it was me? Cause I feel like I, 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 did. I yelled you. Yeah. Did you? Okay. I mean, after, so just to set, you know, set the stage, I was at work all day. And then I was in three hours of traffic getting down there. So I parked and then I was kind of on a mission, right? I, and I knew you were down there already and, and hanging out. Um, so I, I wanted to meet up with you. And so I was kind of on a mission to check in, get to my room. I knew I wanted to change and, and hang out in the room. Uh, I did, I did uh, make a pit stop and grab some beer from a local brewery. So I wasn't in too much of a rush. I, I did make the pit stop, but when I was coming up the escalator, I didn't see you. I honestly didn't see you. And I think I just sort of glanced around the room 
And I was, like I said, I was heading straight ahead to the hotel check-in desk and I heard Ryan uh, like kind of faintly. And I'm like, was that? And I, maybe I did do a double take. Cause I was like, is that someone calling my name? I didn't expect you to be there yet. I don't think I thought you were still at Harris, but, but yeah, I mean, we kind of, yeah, that's where we, we uh, met up in the lobby and, and then I went and did my own thing and then kind of met up with you later. Um, but I, I did, I recognized you after I knew who was calling my name. Yeah, no, we had, it was crazy because I, I did want to get the footage in and it's just, you know, I was, I was kind of like in my mode. It was, it was just everything so much AC reminds me of cruising. It really, really does. I did that show when I first got here. I think I probably got to do an updated version of that because, you know, I thought it when I got here. And it's just be it, it gets reinforced around every corner, just the parallels between AC and cruising. And just that's another one of them trying to get a tour of some of these properties. And I was kind of just like doing it in workmanlike fashion. OK, I got the restaurant. I got the fine dining. I got the food court. I got the casino floor. I got, so I was kind of just going around. Uh, and then I did see you and I said, yeah, let me finish this up. You wanted to check in, which obviously I understand, uh, understandable there. You want, you know, weary traveler, the whole bit. So you went to your room and uh, I ended up at the, uh, what was it called? The deck. So we both got punched in the face with, I, I think it was two surprises because I was like, all right, the golden nugget, like you said, it does the job, but yeah, not necessarily the most, you know, you want to say underwhelming, whatever it is. It's not the nicest of properties there, but again, it's fine. It's perfect. And uh, I've come across this hidden gem, the deck, and then there is this uh, band out there that really knew how to channel their inner East Street band and Bruce Springsteen. And I was like, this is great because it was almost like a beer garden. It was two large island bars with multiple tables, large stage on the water. So I was like, wow, what did I just discover? And then you had a discovery of your own, right? That uh, the, the suite that you ended up in. Yeah. I mean, talk about a room, right? It wasn't just a room. I got up there. Well, actually, when I was surprised was when I was checking in, the the lady at the front desk said, um, oh, three nights, uh, it's a junior suite, right? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a host down there and I and I really don't play. It sounds, we've talked about it on this show a lot and it probably sounds like I'm a degenerate gambler, but I'm really not. And uh, I, like I said, I go down to AC maybe three times a year and and, uh, and I have fun doing it. And I was really surprised when they, when my host uh, had given me a junior suite. So, um I showed up to the room and, and, uh, and you would stop by later in the night just to check it out because I was really impressed I, definitely the best, uh, AC hotel room I've, uh, I've had. And if that was on a cruise ship, I can, you know, we're talking about the Royal genie or, or Haven access at that point. I mean, it, it was that kind of, uh, ca- that kind of room. And, um, yeah, so I, I was, I was surprised by that. I was also surprised by the deck because I had been to, uh, golden nugget sort of dance uh, or or bands if you will but in that lobby bar not outside in that setting you know during the summer and i love that i mean i could 
talk about, I mean, first off, in New Jersey, listening to a, a Bruce Springsteen cover band, By the Water, I was like in my element. That's exactly what I needed uh, when I got there and, and for just to really kick off the weekend. And, you know, it's similar to like a Alito deck party or like maybe Spice H2O. I mean, you're, lis- you're listening to great music and you see the water off in the distance and and that crowd was partying. I You know, I don't think a lot of them were staying at the hotel. I, I think that band had enough of a following, but they, wasn't it wasn't it a fun time? Those, you know, that's all these like, yeah, no offense, but all these middle aged women uh, and, and maybe, uh, you know, I, they were partying. Yeah, they were having fun. Good, good vibes were all around, and you know we were <clears throat> interact. It was a good time. It was just a good time. That's all you can really say. But uh, yeah, that didn't end there though. Then we we checked out your room. It was a super impressive uh, room, as you mentioned before. Great, great suite. Accommodations were good, and then uh, we made our way over to the mothership, Oceans o- Ocean Resort. Uh, and uh, what did we do then? <laughs> We we went to serendipity. Oh, we went to serendipity, and I got to tell you, I forgot how great. And I'm not a tequila fan. I mean, notice top my top five drinks. I don't think anything was tequila. I did. I forgot how great that tequila was. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of it. Class but, Azul. Class. Yeah, we opened up the bottle of Class Azul. Uh, it's been sitting yeah. There. We had the boss. Yeah. We had the boss approval. Uh, so we, when I guess when ta- when you're sitting at that side of the bar, you can kind of call the shots. And I think they were really happy to see you. And it, honestly, it was cool to to kind of be a spectator in that moment because you've been talking about well, especially on Patreon, but your your whole experience in AC and and also to see the voices behind that one Patreon uh, late night uh, recording when you kind of just turned on the mic and. And to, to kind of see you in your element with all those guys, it was a really, uh, really cool, cool time. Yeah, that bottle of Class Azul has been burning a hole in the office since I had been there. And they always, every once a week, they'll kind of give me a little nudge. Tommy, we know we're shutting it down soon. Can we can we crack open the Class Azul? And, you know, it's not the biggest tequila, high-end tequila crowd in there. And, uh, yeah, it's a bottle that's, I don't know, $150, $200 bottle. And, you know, it's just been sitting in there and, you know. Uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs with the staff and, you know, are they, you know, what, what can you say? There's, they, they've been through a lot. The place has been through a lot. So on that night with you in town, I was just like, let's, let's pop it open. Let's see what's going on. Let's pop it open. Let's have some fun. And then we did that. And then we, uh, we just started walking around. Oceans is just, like I said, it's just, that's the takeaway, I guess, from, um, you know, going from place to place and property to property. I'll even throw the Borgata in there. I'm not saying that the Oceans is the best casino. I'm not saying it's, you know, some people might not consider it the nicest and the most high-end casino. It's the most impressive casino. It, it, as far as when you're talking about just the build-out, the structural, uh, you know, it is it is more in the Oasis class or quantum class uh, of casinos, uh, if you want to do a comparison and, you know, just walking around, you see the theater, you see the, we, we ended up, uh, on first we ended up, I wanted to show you the outside and they have this beautiful park layout. You don't get the actual, uh, I guess, you know, you don't, you don't get the real vibe when you're out there, when it's pitch black at night. Uh, you, it's more like when the sun's going down and you see the ocean and you can see the beautiful green grass, but it's a huge, huge park out there. And we spent some time out there and then we, uh, I guess we, you know, walked around, maybe got another drink or two here and there. And then we ended up uh, in the theater, didn't we? 
We did. Before we go there, I I did like it out being outside there by the fire pit because in a way when it was dark and it was quite windy that night, um, it reminded me of a cruise ship. Seriously. I mean, you, you could hear the ocean and, and, and off in the distance and with the wind blowing and, it, you know, it was dark, too dark to see, you know, kind of when you're on the Lido and you just, you know, you're in this great abyss and you can't see anything. You, you just, uh, it's kind of that moment, that, that kind of moment. And so, yeah, we ended up in the theater. I think uh, I was uncomfortable in the moment. <laughs> I knew I was, I was, uh, yeah, we were opening doors, I think, that we shouldn't have been. Yeah, I could tell you were a little um, a little uneasy about it. Listen, my thing on that is just, again, that's what I do on the cruise ships. I, I go to places and reach depths. I mean, I've, I've just, you open a door. If the door is open, you go in. If somebody says you can't be here, you leave. That's, that's kind of like my philosophy, but, uh, I do have that exploratory nature and I didn't know about that elevator. It was, it was explained to me like a month or two ago that that elevator leads to directly behind the stage. And we got a couple of good, uh, <laughs> good shots of us kind of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, you know, performing for an imaginary crew. We weren't really performing, but we went out on the stage and we kind of did like, you know, the whole arm spread, like, yes, you know, like we were kind of, but we got a couple of pictures there. It was just fun. But yeah, I could tell you were a little, um, yeah, we're definitely not supposed to be here. Funny enough, the very next night, yeah, there was a concert with uh, Tyler Hubbard, who is uh, one of the members of Florida, former member of the Florida Georgia line group that broke up. And yeah, I, I actually did. I, you know, I walked in. This wasn't the next day. No, this was Saturday night. Right. Because that was the thing. I was like, all right. So I definitely, after that night, I was like, I'm not going back in alcohol wise on Friday night. Um, what I figured was, okay, I tell you, I'll tell you, I'm laying low. And then we kind of re rendezvous maybe for a Saturday night. But it sounds like you got into some, uh, you know, you got, you, you, you had your own uh, thing going on on Saturday. What were you doing then? I, uh, I got into it on Friday night. Actually, again, I kind of rebounded and, and I had a really late night playing, um, you know, I was playing the tables, I was playing the slots and I was, I was actually up and, um, I can say I left up, which is really a great feeling, but I, I think that was until like five thirty in the morning. So I, I really took it easy Saturday. Um, I think you texted me after dinner. I had dinner, um, in the uh, in the chairman's club there at, at Golden Nuggets, so I had a few few cocktails and 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 food, and then I went to bed. Oh, yeah, it was okay. a lame it was a lame Saturday. I know, I know. I wish I met up with you, but I had to drive back the next day, and uh, had some work on Sunday that I had to take care of. So, so you did that thing where what I'm aspiring to do on cruise ships. That's what I kind of want to do is like kind of go all out. And then maybe have that day to sort of, you know, enjoy yourself, but have a little bit of a reentry day, I guess. Yeah, and that's my day. That's my 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 last sea day. I mean, and it maybe just happens to be these northeast cruises, but I think less uh well, I shouldn't say less. I should say more and more am I seeing cruises out of Florida have a port on the last day, whether it's Nassau or like the private island, but in the northeast and I mean, always, I want to say the last, the second to last day or the last day of the cruise is a sea day. And so I usually go, go pretty hard on that Friday, if it's a Sunday to Sunday sailing. And that's always the night of the glow party with NCL or whatever. Like you, you kind of lead up to that Friday night and it's like, yeah, that's a great, great night. And then Saturday's always my recovery day. And I always, 
I say it's the rookie day. And in a way I was partying Saturday nights on cruises, you know, early on. And then there was one cruise where I was woken up by, um, you know, a super uh, housekeeping supervisor Sunday morning to disembark the ship. They're banging on my door. And ever since that experience, I, I call it the rookie day. Cause in a way I was the rookie and I got, uh, didn't even pack. I was, you know, I went out the night before, got a little crazy and then threw all my stuff in a bag. And I just felt like garbage, you know, that, and I was probably like one of the last people to get off the ship. So all the crews looking at me, it's, I mean, it was the walk of shame that Sunday morning. So Friday night's always my night to go. And, and then the last night, yeah, whether it's AC or, or on a cruise, the last, uh, the last night I tried gotcha. to relax. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So, I got a little bit of a conundrum, I guess, switching gears a little bit. We have this, by the way, we have a little group chat going on Facebook with some of the people that we've cruised with before, pirates, peer runners, the whole bit. They are, uh, you got a, you got a sad bunch of ladies out there who are wishing you, and again, no, I'm not, I'm not doing what, 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 you know, I'm not, no pressure. I get it. This cruise is over the top. It's at this point gotten very expensive. Dare I say sold out at this point, but you do have some fans, some ladies in the group chat, shout out to Carol, shout out to Sandy, who, uh, who, who love them some Ryan and, and, and wish that you were going to be on the sailing. Well, I appreciate it. I, I can't, uh, yeah, I can't go. I think it's kind of official now because I, I hate to admit it, but I booked something that conflicts, uh, conflicts with the group, uh, group sailing. So I, I hate to be that guy, but it was an offer I couldn't resist, and uh, that's October fourth. So, I think I'm officially, yeah, I think I'm officially out, unfortunately. And I know it's going to be a great time. I, I know it. No, when I say that, and there's some cruises you look at, and you're like, you know what? I'd even rather skip a cruise, but because this cruise is going to be so good, I'd rather, you know. But then there's, you know, when these offers come in that are that aggressive and that attractive, I, I totally understand. I mean, at the end of the day. Uh, if if they're going to give you an offer, you can't refuse like that. You got to take it. Yeah. And listen, it could be something I regret uh, for many, many years, but. Uh, you'll be all right. We'll <laughs> do another one. A hundred percent. It'll be fine. But I'm in a little conundrum here. Like my favorite day, I got to say on any or most cruises, it really hit home the last time I was on celebration where uh, I had a great time the whole cruise, but there is something about, when I wake up in the morning on St. Thomas Day, it's like there really is a bit of a, a Christmas type of feel to it. And uh, for the last, I don't know, I want to say eight or nine times I've been to St. Thomas, it's been the same thing. You get in an open-air safari and you run through those hills. You get those banana daiquiris going. You get the reggae vibes going up the hill, down the hill, around the bend, clearing, brush, clearing, brush. Uh, and then, you know, you get that payoff. You know what I mean? Those money shots of when the, uh, you know, everything goes away and then everything, you're at the top of the mountain and you get this just view that, Again, just sometimes it just doesn't look real. And uh, that's what I do. But I really have been wanting to commit to getting to St. John. So I like kind of said to myself, all right, this is the time we're going to do it. And then they reminded me today. They're like, dude, you know, St. Thomas is 8 to 4, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So I'm like, that is true. 
because we'll have to very latest leave St. John by like two o'clock when you're talking about the ferry back from St. John and then getting uh, the cab, you know, and uh, from Red Hook back to the port. And you have to account for, you know, some tires or flat tires or malfunctions or anything that might happen. So you got to give yourself some extra time. Am I going to freaking be on the St. Thomas mountain top crawl again? It's looking that way. I think I would do it. I mean, I've done the St. John ferry, I think twice and it, it wasn't, I mean, it's nice, but it wasn't, um, I, I can't see it being enjoyable uh, on an eight to four visit because I mean, you're going to have to get up. You're going to be in line to get off the ship probably, right? Because you want to take advantage of of uh, a few hours in St. John, right? And then you got to get back to your point. So I don't know if that's really worth it with the with the time, you know, the time allocated in St. Thomas. And with the group, yeah, with the group, I, I don't know. I would recommend the mountain. No, top. you're right. You're right. You're right. Because the thing is this, I was like, you know, because I could tell you, again, last time I woke up and my buddy JP was with me and he's a little bit of a later riser than I am. So I got up and I went down to the, uh, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Something something uh, just drew me to the to the what is it? 850 Biscayne Bar uh, or whatever it was. And, you know, I don't, it may have been Angela, the bartender. I'm not sure whatever it was, but. She she had gotten to know me by by now, and she's just like you. You seem like you're in an extra good mood today. What's going on? I'm like, yeah, it's St. Thomas Day. Here's what I'll say though: it's probably going to be good. And I did try to shout out to the girls and letting everybody know. Uh, I did listen to what you said, so I did contact Peanut. Peanut was our driver on the first in 2020 uh, in January. Our first Pirates and Pierina cruise did a great job until uh, you know we had a couple of. Um, Scott and Colin, who, you know, let's just say no offense to them, like myself, uh, we're not, you know, any, any, any of the more svelte guys out there. But these two clowns decided to drunkenly dance on top of the guy's freaking open air safari taxi. So he was the nicest guy having a blast with us smiles until that moment. I would say the last maybe stretch run, he was not in the same mood he was in, maybe because two men who were, you know, close to 300 pounds were tap dancing on top of the roof of his money-making vehicle. That could have had something to do with it. I don't know. But uh, I can tell you this. I'm always fascinated to see how it changes every time we get there. And every time we go to St. John, there's something different. Something else is built. Uh, on the negative side, yes, it has become a lot more... I guess, uh, from this open safari side, a lot more um, dispatched. And, you know, you used to be able to just flag them down and just hop on, negotiate and go. Now there's people with walkie talkies. Now it's this is the one you're going to get. You're going to and a lot of them don't have the music. But on the flip side to that, if we pre-book it with someone like Peanut, who we already know is going to have the right sound system and give us that experience we're looking for, that might be the way to go. So you know what? As I'm sitting here with you, Ryan, it's looking like we're going to do the mountaintop bar crawl again. That'll be great. No, I, I think that'll be an awesome time. And especially if you knew, like, uh, if, if you enjoyed the last experience, right? So if you can pre-book him, then then that's uh, that's great. I mean, I think all of the islands are really getting into this more, uh, you know, I don't want to say more corporate or more civilized or more organized, whatever. Yeah. 
they're all getting into that, uh, into that kind of mindset. And I don't blame them. These ships are getting bigger and bigger. And, and, uh, I guess there's more of a need to be orderly because, you know, you've got crowds like your crowd that, uh, or our crowd, I should say, uh, <laughs> dancing on exactly. top of vehicles. So I can see there need, needing to be some, some level of organization now at, at the islands. So. Yeah, it used to just be you just get off the ship, you float around. You know, our 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 routine was. I, I probably have broke plenty of laws on these islands, and you just kind of get away with it in a sense. I mean, oh, that's the cruise passenger. <laughs> you know, you, they kind of write you off as a uh, as not knowing what the hell you're doing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm super. You know what I'm surprised? They, you know, every time you go, it just seems a little bit more crowded because of just another bar is built or another. You know, it used to just be. We used to just start at Senior Frogs, make our way to Hooters, and then flag down a taxi. Hooters is gone. Senior Frog went, and that's amazing to me. Nobody's hmm. looked into filling that Senior Frog space. Now, who knows? Maybe I'll go there in a month, and we'll see that someone has moved in there. But the fact that Senior Frogs has not, that that building is still just empty, that kind of boggles my mind. But it is what it is. Pirates and Pier Runners is happening. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I do have the Spotify playlist. Uh, if you're on Spotify, type in Pirates and Pier Runners 90 for 90. The idea is we got 90 days from final payment up until cruise day, a song a day. I did spend some time last night and get myself, uh, I guess, caught up. We do have 50 days that are in, 40 days left. So there are 50 songs up there. And again, doesn't you don't need to be coming on Pirates and Pier Runners. Uh, just Get yourself involved in that playlist if you got a vacation coming up or you want to think about vacations or anything like that. And I will say a couple other things. We'll do a quick little housekeeping, which sometimes we forget. Facebook group, always be booked. Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. We have a fun little community there. Uh, we do have the Patreon, which is pretty much me just rambling a lot of sometimes with some alcohol, sometimes not. $8 a month, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. Uh, and then there you are with that. If you want to book a cruise, Tommy at always be booked.com. That's the same email for the mail. And I would like to do one plea with you guys. My favorite thing to do is the AMP. Um, it's an app on your iPhone. Now it also is on um uh what what else on a on Android or, or, or Google Play. Yeah. Google Play. Yep. Yeah. Google Play or Android. If you go on AMP, it's an app that, you know, gives me my favorite way to communicate. I talk a little bit. We play some music and we uh, catch up in the chat. So it's pretty much three. It's a three-headed monster where you get the music. You get the talk, and then we chat the whole time, you know, on the thing. So, uh, if you if you find I'm going to do a show, we'll do one of those tomorrow. I love I, that's honestly it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite mediums. But I digress a little bit. Um, let's talk about P and O. P and O. Uh, P and O, as in P and O. Oh no, we just crashed. Technically, <laughs> they didn't crash. I guess um, they were docked, and I guess a mooring broke. And uh, the P&O Britannia was in Mallorca on Sunday, and an apparent weather incident caused a collision between that ship and a fuel tanker. Now, there were very strong winds, and we have learned over the years that these large ships, they have these giant facades where the hotels are, uh, they act like sails, and that will overpower anything any engine or any maneuverability can do. We saw a carnival ship crash into one another carnival ship 
couple of years ago. Yeah, there uh, was the a, ship is headed. There was that NCL but, ship too that crashed through the pier. Oh yeah. yes, yep. And it's all due to just when that, when that, when those big gusts of wind catch that side of that ship is really very very little. Those those engines or even the best captains or maneuver uh, ship maneuvers can do. Um, so what happened was, I guess the the ship has a couple of thousand people on it, and about three hundred or so guests had to be flown back to the place of origin, uh, Southampton, with the vast majority remaining on board. And the reason a couple of hundred people had to get off the ship was because the damage that was done to the ship was uh, a lifeboat or two. So whatever damage was done, that means if there was an unlikely incident where you'd have to evacuate the ship, uh, they would not have been able to evacuate everybody anymore. So the lifeboats were damaged, reduced the capacity. I'm not sure how they decided who took the plane back and who had to take the ship back, but uh, that is what went down. Unfortunate all around, right, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, these things happen and it's just another reminder of, of what can happen when you, you know, you book one of these trips and you have to be prepared for the unknown, and in this case, you know it it tore from the tore from the dock, and and it's due to high winds. Like that's totally out of the cruise line's control, and it sounds like they're responding to it uh, the best they can. I haven't heard of any sort of compensation specifically, but I'm sure there there's going to be uh, there's going to be compensation offered, and yeah, if it if it obstructs or or, or you know, affects the lifeboats in any way, that's a non-negotiable. So they have to have enough lifeboats for, for all guests, even if it's docked. Um, so it's unfortunate. I mean, this is one of the many stories, unfortunately, and um, it sounds like they're responding to it in, in the right way. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's again, cruise life. It's that, it's that cruise life as Tony says it. And I, I guess, Knock on freaking wood. I shouldn't even say this, but I guess I've, I've been fairly lucky as far as whether it's itinerary changes or problems or this and that. When you have this as many moving parts as you do on a cruise ship, and uh, I guess the margin for error or things that can go wrong are slightly higher than they are for a land-based vacation, and there is a risk when that happens. And I go into every cruise knowing that there's a risk. You know what? This could this could be a redirection. There could be a malfunction. You don't have to worry about. I don't know how much these uh, engine. You don't have to change any azipods when you're staying at a land based hotel. Uh, whatever else can go wrong. You know, I I, I just I know I, I wouldn't be one of these people. Uh, you know, doing a sit in in the lobby if an itinerary had to change because because of weather or anything that happens or anything beyond the cruise uh, lines control. You got to chalk it up to it being that cruise life, right? You wouldn't be down at guest services with that lady about uh, about the AC. <laughs> you saw that video, okay. right? I mean, I, I that's oh. got to be a really terrible experience to not have AC for days on end. But I, I wouldn't have gone to guest services in the way that she did. A hundred percent. What you just—that's a great that you bring that up because that was crazy. That woman was out of control. I do say. And I think I talked about this on the Patreon, whereas I don't agree with the way she conducted herself. I do not. I don't condone it. But at the same time, uh, this it, it, I think in Carnival's case, mostly Carnival's case, I think we can all agree. Royal Caribbean is going to fix the glitch. 
I think a lot of times in Carnival's case, the squeaky squeaky uh, wheel will get the grease. Um, did we have to get that squeaky? I don't know, because she was kind of g- getting on the border of like, you know, uh, it was almost physical with one of the attendants who was trying to calm her down. It got to a crazy level, but at the same time, I don't know that video, the attention it got, it may have, yeah. it may, it may have, it may have done what it was supposed to do. Yeah, right. I mean, I, you saw it in the ladies, the crew members face. Like, uh, she kept saying, don't you touch me. Don't you touch me. And the crew members yeah. like, I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to, but, and she responded really well too. the crew member. I thought so, you know, in a way, I guess, you know, she was in a way we could do a leadership study on it because, all of those people were waiting in line to ask the same question or complain about the same thing. So in a way she got no answer or she wasn't happy with what they were offering. So she was vocal about it. And I guess she rallied the troops because, um, it, 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 nonetheless, it, it, you know, it did share the message and, and kind of get everyone on the same page. Whereas, uh, you know, everybody didn't have to wait in line one by one. She kind of just told everybody how it was going to be. <laughs> And that's problematic, Ryan. That's problematic if, like you just said, and you are correct, all those people or the vast majority of them were standing in line trying to get money back based on that issue and that incident. And if you're the cruise line, I mean, problem solving 101, if you have a line of, I don't know, several dozen people, you got to come up with a solution and eradicate the line. Right. Come up with a statement, come up with a solution, come up with whatever you can come up with and say, hey, I know you're all waiting in this line. Here's what we're going to do right now. X, Y, Z. Get everybody off that line. You could have done that. And that's the problem. I, I mean, don't know that why is they do it. You know, in the, the same case with the vloggers crews about the, the port fees, I guess, that they didn't return to you guys. I, I don't understand why the, the, the bad press that'll come with that is not worth just doing the right thing. And, and I don't know. I always try to think the best, you know, that that the cruise lines have the best intention. But when it comes to money, sometimes they do this, uh, this, this kind of shady stuff and just, you know, give everyone a refund and, and avoid anyone going to guest services. And I don't know if they gave, you know, in the air conditioning incident, I don't know if they gave any compensation, but are you just going to give it to the 200, 300 people that complained? That's also not right. You know, you just make the executive right. decision. You send everybody a letter and everybody's happy. I mean, you'll probably still get dozens of people that aren't happy enough. But at the same time, you kind of you kind of just take the initiative and, and try to, you know, get out, you know, get out of the way before it happens kind of thing. thousand percent. And it's like, I mean, I pride myself in getting on a ship and like I just said, not really – you know, knowing that cruise life stuff can happen, things can go wrong. I try to be proactive in managing my expectations and not complaining. Having said that, if you're on a five-day cruise on the Carnival Sunrise and the AC doesn't work the entire time, I don't know. That's going to test me right there. That's going to test my resolve as far as being a non-complainer. Wouldn't wouldn't it you as well? Yeah. Yeah, I try not to. I, yeah. That would that would be a, a big deal for me, actually, because I can tell you this weekend when I was in AC, my AC was, uh, oh, yeah, my AC and AC, it was at the lowest possible <laughs> level. I'm I'm that kind of sleeper. I like to be, I like the the room to be like near frigid, and um, that would drive me crazy if I didn't have AC when I was sleeping. I, 
if I'm not sleeping, it doesn't bother me to be in the room without AC. Although with those inside cabins, I don't know, they could probably heat up. I, I, yeah, I, I would be pissed, but I would, I would hope that they would compensate me in some way because that is, that is a, a cruise altering experience. I mean, there are certain things that, you know, you signed up for the cruise expecting, I mean, fundamental expectations like temperature control. And when that doesn't go the right way, to me, I got cheated on, on what I bought. That product is defective. And so that would be a non-negotiable. And I agree with you. I never complain. I mean, I really never complain on board. I, I always pride myself on my relationship with the the crew members. And in a way that means not complaining or kind of looking over some of the minor hiccups. Um, but something like not having air conditioning for five days would, uh, would may not be something I could overlook. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Switching gears with Carnival in a positive way. Carnival announces that they will be, uh, they will be opening and launching celebration key and they're spelling it with a K E Y. The whole K key thing is going to be debated forever, but this is Celebration Key. Uh, they, to be specific, it's on Grand Bahama, and uh, they're going to introduce their first private destination that's exclusive to Carnival. But wait, hold on, Tommy. What about Half Moon Key? K, whatever it is. That was actually, I believe, a Princess or a Holland America, I guess, supposed to be Princess or Holland America. And uh, Carnival, I guess, would use it as well. What they're saying, this is supposed to be exclusive to Carnival. And we'll call it, as mentioned, Carnival, uh, I'm sorry, Celebration Key. The new destination is scheduled to open for booking in late September. So that's pretty much right around the corner. The cruise line expects to host over 2 million guests per year uh, once complete. And yeah. Clearly, they are seeing the success of Perfect Day at Coco Cay. And while that was a historic project and likely won't be comparable here, maybe it will. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what, what details are out there because we're still a little bit away from this. While you can book it at the end of September, they're not going to launch it until around July of 2025. Um, but, yeah, you see in Carnival wanting a piece of that private island action. Uh, the pier is going to be large enough to accommodate two of Carnival's XL class of ships at one time. And as you know, most of you know that is their largest, you know, think Jubilee, um, uh, Mardi Gras, and uh, Celebration. But this is good. I always liked Grand Bahama as it was. Now that Carnival is going to, I guess, uh, you know, reimagine it, That's that can't be bad news, right? No, it sounds exciting. I didn't know about this. Uh, so it, yeah. they're going to carve out their own area and uh... – and call it their own, right? Is that what is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Grand Bahama is a, a pretty popular destination to begin with. I think uh, people do fly there. I think I'm visiting on a Royal Caribbean cruise, Grand Bahama. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it on the itinerary. It's, it's kind of a longer sailing small ship, I want to say. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah. But- so when you get there, it's a little rough because you'll come into the port and it's very, very industrial. There's a lot of construction going on, uh, a lot of um, you know container ships and ferries. It's a it's it's a little bit of a shit show in that port. And then right off the port, you'll see a, a few. You could tell, like you know, when you go into Cozumel, you see the Carlos and Charlies and the Senior Frogs. They have that whole row, but it's almost like um, they built them literally just by themselves and it has a little bit of a army barracks feel to them 
you know, but they still fun. They're still there. They still get, get going, but that's the cruise port. Um, you gotta, you gotta leave that area to, to, to enjoy yourself. And, you know, like I say, I've all of, I've always said about that is that they have a good casino. If you go to Port Lucaya, you can have some all inclusive and they'll give you some daily rates for all inclusives. And then, uh, again, I've snorkeled. I haven't snorkeled lately, but I've snorkeled a lot in my day and nothing touched the kaleidoscope level of fish that I saw when I snorkeled off of uh, Port Lucaya in Grand Bahama. Really, really nice. Like I said, now Carnival's going to put sort of like a, uh, I'm imagining some sort of like a Amber Cove type of a scenario uh, that they'll put there. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. I don't even know how much money they're spending on this. I guess, you know, shame on us. I didn't do as much homework as I probably could have on this, but either way, you know, you know, you know, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, I mean, if they're expecting to host 2 million guests, uh, <laughs> it's got to have the infrastructure to support that. So I can only imagine what they're investing. It's interesting though. You, it's just another example of, of the, the cruise lines confidence in this industry. And, and really, I think what the consumers are, are, are pushing for, or, or at least paying for uh, at a time that's so turbulent, or at least, leveling out after a pandemic, you know, they're now committing themselves again to this, these large scale investments and for Carnival to do this, it, it's, I think it's saying something because maybe, I don't know, maybe they had it planned all along, but it's interesting, you know, we all, and all of the, the cruise lines kind of condensed uh, their fleets when they had to sold ships here and there during the pandemic. And then, you know, you see something like this as uh uh, a, a massive investment, I assume. So I think I think you're right. I think all of the marketing now with Royal Caribbean is around um, Coco Cay, and and now you see celebrity is going to start visiting Coco Cay. So you there's got to be a lot of market demand for something like that, and it, kudos to Carnival to recognize that. Totally, totally. While we're on the topic, I guess maybe we could just maybe uh, do an impromptu top five. This is not really go. much to think I like about the here. Top five yeah. idea. Yeah, right. So uh, I, I was thinking, you know, since we're talking about private islands and we know this could change in a couple of uh in a couple of years if 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 Carnival uh celebration key brings it, but um I'll go first so maybe you can get a little time to think about it. Sort of also borrowing from the you know, you're in the restaurant, you don't know what you want, you get the other person to order first. My favorite private islands if I'm gonna go top five, I'll go I think, you know, for me it's gonna be Coco K. Uh, no doubt about that. Number two, very, very impressed and always have a good time at Labadee. So Royal Caribbean bringing up the first two for me. Number three, I mean, just, I mean, water that is absolutely translucent and see-through and a beautiful beach with some cool amenities there. Half Moon K, I will say. And then I really liked Ocean K Marine Reserve uh, coming in at number four by uh, MSC. And then I'll go Great Stirrup with Norwegian. Those are my top five. Have you uh, ever given any thought to your top five? Well, I just had a few minutes to uh, to think about it. I, I agree Coco K is number one for me. Um, as much as I'm a critic of this kind of add-on approach, and I don't want to say honky-tonk kind of approach to a private island, but, you know, a water park, a hot air balloon. Yes, it's a lot of, of excitement, and I think it's a great destination for families. But for what I'm looking for in a private island, 
I don't really value a lot of the things at Coco K and in that way, sort of those add-ons. But uh, as a whole, the concept is really great. I think it's developed enough, maybe a little too developed, but I, I love the Oasis Lagoon pool and that pool bar and the concept they have there that they kind of bring the pool party all day long. Drink package works on the island. I love the the food. I think the food is, is half decent at Coco K. So um, I'm going to say uh, Coco K. Uh, for, for for number one, number two, I'm going to put great stirrup. Um, I mentioned, oh, wow. yeah, I mentioned in in one of our, um, I think, Q and A's early on. I I had visited Great Stirrup K for the first time in February, so my I only have one data point to base this off of, and I didn't do the normal experience. If you remember, I I went to Silver Cove and experienced that high end Haven like uh, exclusive experience. And I, I loved it. It was like nothing I've experienced on a private Island. So for that reason, it's number two. Now we'll, we'll reconvene after I do the, the, the rum bar and the, in the, and mingle with the general public. <laughs> number three, I'm going to say ocean K. I mentioned it recently too. I really liked that Island because it was down to the core beach day and it's exactly what I needed uh, when I visited and it doesn't have a lot to offer. It's kind of the opposite in my opinion of, of Coco K. Um, but in that way, I really enjoyed it just right down to the core of a, of what a private Island should be and, 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 and could be, I should say, everybody's got a different taste and, and I do like going all the different private islands. I, I wouldn't want to just go to one. I do like mixing it up. Number four and five, that's tough for me. I have done when I was younger, growing up, I did Disney Cruise Line, and I wouldn't do it as an adult, I don't think, maybe for the right price, but it's never going to be at my right price. So uh, Castaway Key is um, was a great island. It's actually a really stunning island. There's a lot to do. It's not as developed either. I just remember the beaches being really great and, uh, and the food. Uh, I really liked their chocolate chip cookies. Uh, that's what I... <laughs> I remember the beach and chocolate chip cookies at Castaway K. Uh, and then Half Moon K, I think, to round it out. Uh, I think you you said enough about K, uh, Half Moon K. I do like that as a as a destination, and, and uh, there's a lot to do there. Yeah, no, Castaway K is like, I mean, the reputation's off the charts with that one. Before, before people would, you know, before Coco K stole the show, you would hear Castaway K get big big props but like i just i don't have the experience so i don't know if i went back there now i i would probably hang out in the adults only area i I hear that's good too but and then they've got like biking opportunities right they got like this uh, old airstrip that you can kind of bike off to so there's kind of an outdoor element too uh and like this remote feeling right Right. Okay. So one more question I have for you before we get into the emails. I was talking to Beatrix, uh, Queen Beatrix uh, from Always Be Booked. Uh, you guys know her. Uh, she, well, the old school people know her. The new she's been away a little while, so maybe the newer listeners may not know her. But you know, she is coming on the Pirates and Pier Runners, and she pays attention to the news and stuff like that. And she was like, "Oh, this, you know, the COVID stuff. Is it coming back?" I honestly, when she said it. This was maybe a couple of weeks ago. I kind of dismissed her. I was like, what are you worried about? Stop it. This is not happening. Let's look at the cruise line. And this made me think because you talked about, you know, the state of the industry and how well they're doing now. And you could just tell that one glance at pricing. You could tell they're doing well. Uh, 
But yes, since she said that, walking around these casinos, you're seeing more masks. Yes, it's getting ramped up a little bit on the news. Quiet my fears, Ryan. Do you think COVID in the fall of 2023 is going to impact cruising at all? And if so, to what extent? I think uh, I think not uh, in the way that it did before. I think, uh, is it going to exist? Yes. Are people going to cruise and continue to get COVID? Yes. I just... I just don't, and if I was gambling on it, I just don't see it coming to a halt like like we saw it again. Um, but who knows? I mean, that that's a tough. It's a tough question, honestly, to answer. Um, I know that COVID is back, and and it's uh, well, it's always been here, but in a in a at a higher rate in the last maybe two weeks. Um, I'm going on a on that uh, on a cruise on Sunday, and. I'm in the Facebook group and people are, are, you know, this is a topic that people are, are discussing and, and bringing masks and tests. And, you know, I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, but I respect the people that, that kind of want to, because I don't know, you it makes me wonder if I got on one of those cruises before the shutdown or I was out stuck at sea. I mean, we had those tragic stories of, of ships stuck at sea that they wouldn't let dock. And I don't want to relive that, but but that's uh yeah it's crazy to think where we were a few years ago and and let's hope we're not back in that situation and and nobody wants to get sick on on their vacation i know that so uh if you want to be extra cautious i respect that um but i don't know that it's going to affect cruising in the way that it has and that's just my thought as uh someone that's not at all qualified to answer that question well i get it uh i would say i hope so i mean cuz when you say the way it was <laughs> I mean, the way it was affected before was uh, we couldn't go on a cruise for a good year and a half or so. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't, yeah. I don't know. I lasted those two years. I call it the Great Depression because, uh, I mean, I had so much money tied up in cruise line, uh, future cruise credits, and that wasn't even the, the big pro- problem. The big problem was that I could not do what I love, and I had to – I adjusted. I went to private – I went to uh, all inclusives. I, I did whatever I had to do to get that kind of get that travel high, but it was not the same. And all along I was always comparing it to cruising and, and it wasn't, it wasn't at the level that I get from cruising in all areas, food, uh, service. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't want it to be that. Uh, and that's why I'm going to predict that it's not going to ever be that again. And just uh, in a way, think positive and, and maybe it won't happen. I love it. I agree. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to get into some emails? Yeah, let's do it because we always run over. We're probably already running over. And I know we had a few other topics we can maybe table and we can jump in the emails now. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. They remain and continue to be. If you want to be a part of the show, all you have to do is hit us up, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. If you have a question, comment, correction, concern, anything regarding cruising, whatever contribution it might be, that's a whole lot of C words right there, um, just uh, hit me up, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. All right. And I like them. They've been coming in. You know what I mean? It's always a good sign when the emails are coming in. It shows that you guys are engaged. So let's do it. Hello, Tommy and Ryan. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts about an upcoming cruise I have. It's a 14-day repositioning cruise from New York to Galveston on the Norwegian Prima. It is stopping at Puerto Plata, San Juan, Tortola, 
Curacao, Bonaire, Aruba, Ocho Rios, Grand Cayman, and Cozumel. The whole cruise cost me $3,200 for a family of four, including the drink package, some specialty dining, and some internet. It's an inside stateroom, but I'm going to use my NCL credit card points to upgrade to an ocean view, then bid on a balcony and suites. I love the show, and I'm happy it's back to being a weekly thing. How much Swiss Chris would you take? before a 14-day cruise thank you jeremy all right i'm gonna start start with this one uh and say jeremy what you did is you went out and you booked what looks to me like a freaking dream cruise right here ryan what do you think what an itinerary yeah that's uh that does sound like a dream cruise i mean i've i yeah and i want to get on the prima i haven't been on the prima and then you hear about all the noise with the viva now and and uh it makes me Requestion, uh, you know what I what I need to book, and I think I need to get on one of these ships soon, because I think it really is a different experience than the other NCL ships. But in terms of itinerary, I mean that's a that's really a great itinerary. I think I looked at this sailing. It might I think it's in December, like December first, um, out of New York. I mean that's that would be great for me too. Um, you know, leave out of Manhattan, kind of, and then just fly back or do a, few, a day or two in Galveston. Yeah. You got four, you got three or four regions here of cruising. You got Eastern Caribbean, you have Western Caribbean, you have Southern Caribbean. I guess we're leaving out Florida, Bahamas. But yes, like you said, the new cruise ship, Norwegian Prima. Um, this is this pricing is, yeah, it's not, that's nothing to sneeze at, 3200 bucks. but you're getting your drinks, you're getting your internet. You're oh, for all a that family stuff. of four? I mean, compared yeah. to what they're trying to pass us now, it's great. Yep, really. Absolutely. Now, regarding the Swiss Chris, if nobody knows what uh, Swiss Chris is, it's an herbal laxative that will, um, you know, <laughs> it, it works. I could tell you that. Uh, take three or four a day for the week leading up to your cruise. Maybe start at three or four for the first couple of days. Then wean yourself off to two for maybe the last, uh, you know, three th- three or four days prior to the cruise. And you should you should – you know what do they call it when you get on a cruise on on a Norwegian ship and you've paid for everything? You're getting on with a fresh wallet. Uh, you'll be getting on with a fresh colon, Jeremy, and uh, you'll be ready to go. But yeah, what do you got? So, so <laughs> I've never heard of this. Uh, yeah, Swiss Chris. I, I need to Google it. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting. I, I got to add that to the list of 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 within a week of the cruise preparation. I'll I'll add it to the list. <laughs> I'm going to run through just because I want Jeremy to get his money's worth here. Puerto Plata, go on top of that mountain. Get on top of that mountain. First of all. Um, oh, God. The mountain that you. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Oh. Go with people. But um, the Tiano, Tiano Bay, great, great, great. One of my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Cruise yeah. ports. You know what I mean? So right there, you could have fun right there, but maybe, you know, hit your ride and go to the top of that mountain. It's an incredible view. You can, you're so high, you could barely see that cruise ship. San Juan, again, walk around, get the triplet to see the forts, get some Mofongo. Tortola, I still haven't done it, but maybe Joost Van Dyke and get yourself a painkiller at um the Foggy. What is it? The the Soggy Dollar Bar? We did The cruise that you and I were on, we stopped at Tortola. Yeah, yeah, but I did not go. I, I was on. I was at. I did the baths one. Oh yeah, the baths yeah, too. The if baths. you want to do the baths, yeah. But we didn't go to the baths. The, the, uh, I mean, on that gem sailing, I did the baths excursion, and that you did right. Remind me, we got to do a top five excursions. But uh, okay, definitely yeah. too. 
Curacao, kind of walking around. Uh, Curacao, I mean, there's beautiful beaches. Curacao is in a beautiful uh, town. Notice the art. There's beautiful colors. I mean, I think Curacao, I think colors and vibrance and stuff like that. Um, Bonaire, I've never touched. Uh, maybe you could weigh in on that. Aruba, again, the crown jewel that everybody seems to want to do is the uh, ATVs. I did it. It did not disappoint. Ocho Rios, to me, it's one of the more underrated ports. The coolest thing, one of the coolest things I've ever did on any cruise. It was tough to get out there, but the Bob Marley house, I haven't done Don River Falls. Uh, Grand Cayman, you guys know I could take it or leave that. Uh, I don't know if Ryan likes Grand Cayman. It's not my favorite port. Maha Beach. Uh, yep, okay. Maha Beach. Oh, yeah, but that's a little bit of a trip, though, right? No, it's uh, five, five, ten minutes. Okay. Not bad. Now, that's yep. not Seven Mile Beach, is it? No. Okay. No, this is like the closest uh, beach near, you know, close to that private port area. Yeah. I recommend it. Cozumel, three options. Drink, dive, or go to an all-inclusive. Those are my quick little hits for the ports that you're going to. Ryan, you want to touch on any of the ports? Or- no, I'm good. I think we All can right. leave it at that. Yeah, good right, recommendations. Cool. Tommy, my man, really enjoyed your last podcast with Ryan. Okay, so this guy... Michael P. may not know that Ryan is in full time. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a, that's a regular adjustment. So glad you like it, uh, uh, Michael, because Ryan's on board full time now. Great format. If you remember, we met at the brewery tour. We met. Oh, wow. We got a we got a meet up here at the brewery tour and celebration. This was. Yes, Michael. This was awesome. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm sitting at the brewery tour and the guy's giving us uh, the lecture on the different types of beer. And then he uh, asks us what our names are. And Michael overheard me say Tommy Casabona and Michael in such a flattering way. It was great because he said, you telling me that I'm sitting across from Tommy Casabona from always be booked right now. And I'm like, this is great. This is my moment. I loved it. Um, so I do appreciate it. It was not the last, but definitely the first time I got a full cold re- uh, recognition on a cruise. So, Michael, I remember you as clear as day. It was a pleasure meeting you. Michael did make a note of how quiet. Michael said to me, wow, you're so quiet compared to how you are on your show. Well, Michael, we are on a brewery tour. I'm definitely not um, supposed to be y- yakking it up here. Uh, but, yeah, I do appreciate it. It was great meeting you, Michael. Uh, uh, anyways, I was inspired to put my two cents in on a couple of subjects. By the way, my first cruise was on the Fantasy in 1994. Okay, so you're a legend in the game. You know, you've, you've, you've seen a lot. Uh, he's never fought, though, on a cruise. Good news. Good to hear. Um. So my favorite drink is a Vesper Martini from Alchemy because it's really strong and not many places have Kina Lene. Lynette? Lene? Okay, so we got a we got an aficionado here. Michael, you're not playing around. Kina Lene uh Kina Lile? Lilette? I don't even know what the hell this thing is. Also, I agree with you on the celebration is an almost perfect ship and my ship and my favorite of all time. Oasis of the Seas is clo- a close second, and Mardi Gras is third. Carnival Fantasy has a special place in my heart, of course, since she was my first. One big drawback to going to Tulum and Chichen Itza is that it takes so long to go and come back. Two plus hours each way, plus the ferry ride for Tulum. And so little time at the ruins. Like I said, I just just my two cents. Love your work as always. 
I'll be on the Vista to ABC Islands in December and check back with you after that. Take care, Tommy. Michael P. Michael, great, great, great to hear from you. That is a great uh, recommendation. We got a Vesper Martini is the recommendation if you're in an alchemy bar. And isn't it kind of crazy? Do you have that, Ryan? Of course, we have our ships that we go on and we feel like they're the biggest, the newest, the baddest, the most perfect ships ever made based on all the years of data collection. And now we're putting these super ships out there, whether it's a mega ship like, you know, Icon or whether it's just a really good quality ship like the Prima. Uh, we love these ships. But then we do go back to the classics, whether it's a play minus the Splendor. Michael's record uh, uh, mentioning the fantasy. Do you have a uh, throwback ship that just has a warm place in your heart? I bet I know the answer, but let's hear it, Ryan. Yeah, I think you do. It's the Norwegian gem, always. Yep. I mean, I think my favorite sort of new ship would be uh, Escape, I think. And I really did like the breakaway, but I, I think the Escape gives it an, a, a take, it takes an edge on the breakaway with the the added venues. But my classic ship, when you go back and you think about you know how you started out in cruising and and uh, the sense of home, it's it's the gem for sure. I don't know how many times I've been on the gem, but but I always remember that was really my my uh, yeah. That's when I fell in love with cruising. So it's always special to be back on that. You ship. know, I got to say that too. Gem is definitely one of mine as well. Uh, the gem is my third ship I was ever on. My first non carnival ship, and yeah, man, the gem the gem did the job. It did not disappoint. 2015, we were booked on the and the, uh, the Quantum of the Seas. It was going to be one of its newer sailings, one of the first couple of sailings. And, uh, yeah, Royal Caribbean, which didn't like the uh, treatment we were getting from them. We felt like we were getting jerked around a little with the ports. And we ate a couple of dollars just to say, you know what? This seven-day, whatever it's going to be on this new ship, fancy what-to-do ship, whatever. Go. We noticed that there was a gem sailing. For nine days at half the price. And that was when free at sea was free at sea. They didn't, you know, do the little sail away rates so they could jack up the regular. It was it was a freaking great trip. Oh, it was it was phenomenal. And uh yeah, the gem. I got about I think four on the gem, and yes, each one of them are close to my heart as well. All right, here we go. Tommy and Ryan, I'm disturbed. By royal increasing prices, especially in res- in specialty restaurants, all the while floating the proposition that they make they may make their pizza an extra charge. Royal's pizza is simply fair at best, and no one would pay extra for it. But their wings are great, and now they cost a lot more. Well, that's the way it goes. I'm booked on a, on five upcoming cruises on MSC, just trying to always be booked. Wings go well with a little alcohol, don't you think? Love your guys' show and excited that Ryan is choosing MSC for an upcoming adventure. Thanks, guys. P.S. Paying $45 per day or more to park at the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal negates the value aspect of their line there. It's a good thing they have nice ships. Bob from Syracuse. Ryan, what do you got from Bob as far as the Royal Caribbean upcharges, whether it's specialty or whether the proposition of pizza what do you think yeah i agree on the upcharge i I read that too that they're you know planning to increase the cost of specialty dining i'm i'm against it i think the only way i'll let it slide is in azumi i think that's always been a pretty good price uh you know you can kind of go in there for 30 bucks and and really 
uh, get get some value out of Izumi. Um, not the hibachi, but talking about the sushi uh, sh- sushi aspect. The lunches are always a great option. I, I did go on to see the prices for um, some of my upcoming royal sailings. The prices in shops and Giovanni's, they're for lunch, that is, uh, are really affordable. They're still like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Whether or not they increase it, I don't know. Um, but the dinners at 50, 60, it's like, when is it going to end? I mean, you, you got on the ship already. You paid your way on the ship. So I tend to agree with Bob when it comes to, you know, increasing the costs and specialty. And that goes for any cruise line, not just Royal. Um, I think, yeah, we heard from Bob before. He's definitely an MSC guy. And I think I can speak for both of us and say, you know, we're looking forward to, to going on MSC again. I mean, I would. Uh, I had a great time on the Meraviglia. That was my first MSC cruise. So I'm definitely looking forward to my second one. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's just what my thing is, where is it going to stop? We all know how cruising started and cruising kind of had its claim to fame that it was sort of like, of course, it's a cruise, it's on the water, it's multiple destinations, but it was a plug and play vacation. It was uh, an opportunity for you to pay everything up front and kind of set it and forget it. Now, okay, they started with specialty dining. Now you can get the same cruise experience, but you know what? If you want an elevated experience, now you can pay extra. No harm, no foul if you just want to cruise as always. Now, are we getting into an area now where the original cruise experience is going to suffer because of the cruise lines uh, need to kind of, whether it's recoup funds lost in the pandemic or just the way it kind of tends to go and just, you know, businesses like that sometimes? Uh, I hope not. I hope that, you know, as much as you charge, whatever you want to do, I'm pretty good without having FOMO. I don't need to have the high-end steak experience. I'll go to the complimentary main dining room. Uh, But flirting with ideas like where, you know, you're going to say, should we charge for pizza? Should we charge for this or that or this or that? Or, you know what? I don't necessarily need more than two entrees either. But just throwing that out there that, you know what, if you want more than two entrees, you got to pay, uh, you know, because two on. Entre- I think we're, yeah, I think we are going in that direction, and we've been, and for a while the lobster thing comes up. I mean, that was always something that kind of sold people on. I mean, not exclusively, but looking forward to lobster night. If that was ever your thing, I always looked forward to it. And then they put a kibosh to that. NCL doesn't even serve it anymore. Royal gives you what one? You got to pay like thirty bucks for another one. I mean, come on. So I, I, I agree. And then I think recently Celebrity uh, started charging for cookies or something at their at their coffee shop. And it lasted like an hour or two before it got on social media. And they were do then they come out and say, oh, it was like a test and learn. You know, we, we wanted to see what the reaction would be like. You didn't know what the reaction was going to be when you had people buying their cookies. If, if anyone actually did. Yeah. This idea of, of charging for pizza. I'm afraid we're kind of in that kind of mindset already you know you got to pay to go on the north star on royal caribbean you got to pay to ride your ride the racetrack on ncl you know you get you get all these add-ons and it's fine for people that don't want it but it's that whatever that saying is you know it's 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 all good until it affects me right and i think that's what that's what we're kind of in right now with cruising totally totally now those i'm not i'm okay with that the north star you know what i mean you didn't have a north star on the carnival fantasy and you were just, yeah but yeah. they're on there you know they're in there the commercials yeah 
no, you know, they're totally. That's what they're that's what they're marketing, you know, with. So I hear you. if you're going to market with it, and then you get on board, and it's an, an extra charge, it's not going to affect my experience. I agree with you. It's not something I care about. But I hear, I hear you. I I totally hear you, and I I agree with you in that. You know what? They are kind of going in that direction. My main concern is let me if I still want that all inclusive experience with quality service, quality food, and just what, everything I knew about cruising when it started. I'm okay if you want to charge me if I want to do a roller coaster or a go kart or a North Star. You want to get a couple more dollars out of me if I choose to do that. I could choose to not do that. So I'm for me, I'm okay with it. But it does seem to like you know a little bit of Norwegian. I think that some sometimes they're guilty of you know not necessarily providing you with the best main dining room experience because of the fact that they want to try to drive you to some of the specialty restaurants that I'm not okay with and then Royal Caribbean I mean and not not they're not alone but they cruise lines are getting reckless with these you know I get it open bar or you can and again I think they're kind of like you know when you talk about the drink packages I think they're realizing the peace of mind factor of just knowing that you don't have to go into your wallet just as much as the actual cost itself is attractive to the guest. And I think they're using that to kind of, I guess, leverage weight, uh, leverage uh, leverage those prices up more and more. So I do agree with you in general. I do think it seems like it is going that way. And yeah. Is there a time when it gets too crazy? And that's the big dance. That's what business is in general. You know, where will it get too crazy to where the guest thinks they're being taken advantage of? And will bookings go down? Then and only then will cruise lines react. Yeah, I don't see them affecting bookings, unfortunately or, or fortunately. So I just think it is what it is. And we have to navigate, you know, whatever they're going to throw at us at this point. But even you bring up the drink package, just one thought. Uh, one, one last thought on that, because I'm someone that's going to always take full advantage of the drink package. That's just kind of how I am. And I see, you know, a lot of uh, people recommending this sort of, you know, uh, ease of mind to just get it and and not have to sign any papers. You know, you may not get the value, but it's it's just nice not to deal with it and just scan your card and be gone, you know, and I, and I do understand that convenience factor, but how much is that worth? I just got an email today for their Labor Day sale. Um, I have a few cruises that I haven't booked the drink package uh, for, and on Royal Caribbean, I typically wait until uh, Black their Black Friday deal, and I kind of pull the trigger on everything. Uh, that, te- that seems to be the best deal in terms of the drink package that I've seen. This Labor Day sale, it says 40% off the drink package. So I go on uh, today and all said and done, it's like six ninety, hmm. and I think it's a longer cruise. But it's like, are we going to get to a hundred dollars a day? I mean, I'll still probably make that worthwhile, but the average the average cruiser is not. So I, I I don't know. I hope we're I hope at one point we move in the opposite direction and not and maybe decrease some of these costs. Same same. It's just interesting and and uh, I, I watch. Uh... I haven't been consuming as much cruise content as I like. I try to catch uh, Doug with Cruise Radio and his updates, and I catch Tony um, with Lalita Loca. And Tony was mentioning, and he he had a pretty interesting take. And I don't know if there's anything a hundred percent, you know, I guess provable with this, but 
you know, kind of alluded to the fact that the whole free pizza thing, they were never going to charge for free pizza. His take on it was to get everybody going nuts about the free pizza possibility of being charged, uh, possibility, possibility of having it be a charged uh, item now. Get everybody crazy talking about that, knowing they were never going to really do it, and then tell everybody they're not going to do it, but I guess behind the scenes, elevate the pricing on all other food. Do you think there's something to that? And there could be. There could be. I could see also the reverse marketing because in a way, if they're not going to implement the price increase, they got everybody talking about Royal Caribbean. True. You know, so yeah, it could be a fly by night. Let's let's put their attention on uh, on our complimentary pizza that that isn't really that great i mean it's good at two in the morning for me but it's not the best pizza if they ever put a charge on it i I think i'm i'm uh i'm with bob i'm not i'm not paying for it but but yeah i think they could have done that you know draw the attention over there and then do something over here but i don't know let's see what they come out with it's all i think speculative at this point all right let's do one more before we get out of here hi tommy and ryan here's a tip for something different in costa maya there are shore excursions through viator that are are reasonably priced and go to mayan ruins about 50 minutes from the port awesome old school ruins experience the mercedes buses have ac and are comfortable they will also stop on the way so you can buy uh road produce (laughs) Anybody anybody interested in road produce, uh, pineapple, chili powder, try it. Thanks for your show, Robert. Um, All right. So, yeah, no, I do know if you get into the, I guess, the the cruise planner and the excursions list, you could see some cool stuff. And I did know that there were ruins in Costa Maya, but – and they may not be as celebrated as Chichen Itza, but it sounds like it's a pretty good experience in general. Have you done any of those, Ryan? I haven't done them in, in Costa Maya, so I can add it to my list. But you had something in Costa Maya, right, that you would recommend? Yeah, Maha Beach. Yeah, but it's it's just a beach experience. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a cheap option for buckets of beer, beach massage. It's kind of a beach day, more or less. And there are some nice restaurants. There's some... Uh, uh, art galleries, if that's kind of your thing, but it's something to break up the beach day. Um, but it, it's more or less just a relaxing day. Uh, and it's not super commercial like you'd get, um, in that port area. Although I, I am an advocate for that port area. Um, but yeah, I've never done the ruins. That's something I can add to my list. Um, and who knows, I might need some pineapple and, and chili powder. Yeah, absolutely. But by road produce, it reminds me of this time I was in Belize and, and we were in the taxi going to actually we were going cave tubing, which uh, is a great excursion. And uh, we went through a drive through liquor store and I'm like, wow, what a concept. So we, the, the driver goes, you guys want beer on the way? And then we said, yeah, they actually had a drive through liquor store. It was legal for everyone in the vehicle to drive, but not the driver. So we're taking buckets through the window over the driver's seat. Uh, with ice, it was it was great. But when he said when you said road produce, I, I went to that. See, you know where I went with road produce in my mind. I'm like thinking because I'm thinking you're driving, you're in you know you're in Mexico. I'm thinking roadkill, um, and nobody <laughs> likes to experience. I'm just thinking about like a like a destroyed coconut or like a pineapple uh, shrapnel laying on the side of the road. That's what I was thinking when I when you said road produce. But then again, I'm a moron. Uh, so Robert, road produce is probably something that's an actual term and I'm kind of shitting on a little bit, but it's probably a legitimate thing. And uh, Robert, I do appreciate and we all appreciate the suggestions for Costa Maya. Uh, but anyway, 
I think that's pretty much it. Just a little reminder. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Always Be Booked. Instagram, Always Be Booked. If you don't mind checking out the Instagram lately. Dude, they silenced my freaking uh, my, my golden nugget video. And you were speaking over it. It wasn't actually music, right? And it's music that's from Instagram. It's on their list. It's not like I imported the song. It's like if you... And you spoke over it. Yeah, well, typical reel. Like I always do a reel. I, I put it on there and do little video clips. And then I choose a song, instrumental, that Instagram already allows you. It's on your list. So clearly it's okay. And then I speak over it. But then they silenced it. I don't know what it was. I It might be the fact that that audio was taken down by maybe the user or the owner of the audio. That could have happened. And then there goes my voiceover with it. So I got to re-record the voiceover. But my plan is to come out with all nine casinos in AC. A quick little minute and a half little, I guess, synopsis to get you a feel for what each uh, each casino and property has to offer. But that's it. Um, always be booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Uh, the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com uh, slash always be booked. A couple of extra shows a week for $8 a month. Good way to support the show. And uh, emails, Tommy at always be booked dot com. Ryan, you got anything on the way out? No, I, I got a pack for my cruise. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm five, five days away. So we got to see what we're going to do about this next episode. Five days away from Ryan's first I'm, I'm, cruise. I'm ready, yeah. For yeah. his first cruise as a full-time member of Always Be Booked. But, yes, we're looking forward to that, and we definitely will figure something out. Anyway, you guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You got worries You can drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away 
All of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Put me down.